I can't ask God to protect me from the enemy I'm running to. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp of AliciaVSharp.com. And today we have part two of Stephen Furtick's message about three habits of a healthy heart. Here's Stephen. I hate all this. I, I hate anger. Oh, I, it makes me feel good. It even gets me some results. I have a complicated relationship with anger. If you get mad enough, you can get people to do what you want, but then you're all alone after they do it. Nobody wants to be with you. I hate being angry because I hate being alone. Somebody shout outcome. I hate the outcome of this and that. I, I hate it. I, I hate what it does to my marriage. I hate what it does to my relationships. I hate how it disturbs my inner peace and puts me in a state of turmoil. And, and it's complicated. It's, it's a complicated relationship that I have with complaining. I love to complain. Ooh, I love to tell somebody. I love. I, you can look at there at me when the Bible says don't do it. Bible says don't do it, but it didn't say it doesn't feel good. Amen. It feels real good to complain. It feels like a choice morsel. Going down. I mean, just as it's coming out of your mouth, just to unload on them. When somebody says, How are you doing? Just let them know for five minutes every ache, every pain, every disappointment, every struggle. But guess what? The next time they see you coming, they're going the other way. Because it's, it's, um, it's the law of diminishing returns, it gets you high for a minute. I love to talk bad about people. I do. I shouldn't say these things. I tell myself every week after I finish on Sunday when I'm watching back my sermon, verdict, don't say stuff like that. People put it on YouTube and use it against you as a weapon. But I just got to tell you, I, I love. It makes me feel really good about my dysfunction to spend a little time discussing yours. I love to talk about other people's dumb decisions. I love it. It's just it's a natural high because if I can get you down here, then I feel like I'm right here. Only problem is I'm setting myself up for decline. And now the next time I see you, I can't treat you better than I talk about you. So it ruins my relationships. I love what it does for me. It does something for me. Come on, how many will admit it does something for you to talk about what Henry did and what Susie wore and what they should have done and what their kids are like, but it but by the same measure you judge, you will be judged. I love the taste, but I hate the outcome. I hate it. The problem with a lot of our resolutions for change is that they are not motivated by a healthy kind of hate. Healthy hate? Yeah, there is a healthy way to hate. I hate racism. I hate poverty. That's the only thing that will motivate me to do anything about it is I've got to hate it. I hate bullying. I hate bullying. I was bullied. Tony Wigfall jacked me up against the wall. I still remember my head cracking against the wall and my friend Hamilton looking at me saying, don't look at me, man. I still remember the view from up there. and I can't see somebody being picked on without seeing myself from up there just wondering, is this guy going to break my… Face. I hate it. I hate it. Holly said to me the other day, she said, 
I hate being late. Notice she didn't say I love being early because she doesn't. But you got to get to the point. We were going to see somebody. She said, I don't want to walk in like that. And until you hate being late more than you love hitting snooze, you won't make the change. Get that thing on your mind, that bag of Doritos, and say, I hate it. Look at your neighbor and say, I hate it. Not I hate you, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate the double-minded. I hate indecision. I hate it. I'd rather make a bad decision than make no decision. I hate procrastination. I hate it. I did it a lot, but I finally got to the point where I hate it. Now, I hate the discipline of preparation, too, but I hate the pain of procrastination more than I hate… I, I, I hate it. And I actually said to somebody the other day, I said, I never thought I'd hear myself say this, and I used to hate people who said this. I think I like exercise. After three years of doing it five days a week and finding out what works for me, I think I'm one of those people that I used to roll my eyes at. I think I like to exercise. I think I've reset my heart. I declare reset. I declare reset. There are some things in your life that have been on the decline, but God brought you to church on the first weekend of the year, and you're setting your heart in a different direction. Come on, you're going to love the presence of God this year. You're going to love the Word of God this year. You're going to love the right things this year. Train your brain to hate it. Train your brain. I know that's what my dad was trying to do when he made us eat all the food on our plate when we overfilled it at the at Ryan's buffet. <laughs> Vacation memories. He said, You're gonna eat every bite on that plate. And me and my brother took turns causing diversions while the other one stuffed our pockets. And we walked out of Ryan's with pockets full of food. Never forget it. He wanted me to have an association. He said, I want you to hate. Waste. Maybe that's why sometimes God lets us get so low. So I hate it. So I will despise Egypt because if I didn't despise it, I would be tempted to go back. Hate the double minded, and I love your law. And I know what to hate, and this is healthy habit number two. I know where to hide. Do you know where to hide? You better, because the attacks are going to come, and the missiles are going to fly, and the doubts and discouraging thought are going to try to set your heart on the decline, get you off track, take you back where you've been. Keep you stuck from moving forward. Do you know where to hide when discouragement comes flying past your head? Or do you run to the same enemy that is attacking you in an effort to hide? I'm not talking about physical places because the hiding places that we create that destroy us are usually the ones in our heart. Emotional states. 
He said, You are my hiding place, Lord. You are my shield. That's a powerful thought, isn't it? Look at what he says. He says, You are my hiding place and my When attacks come, I've learned where to run. And the reason that I'm moving forward in my life this year isn't because I won't be attacked, it's because I know what to run to when I am. Help me preach this. The expectation of no attack is a setup for disappointment. But the psalmist said, I set myself up for success because I designated in advance where I would hide when the attack came. You can't find a place to hide once the attack starts. I'm going to teach more on this in the weeks to come. Are you coming back for the series? This series, when I say this series is something worth canceling your life to make sure you don't miss, I mean it. I mean, it's so what God has shown me is so explosive. I think it, it might even be my next book. I don't even want to write another book, but it's so strong, I think I might have to, because I'm going to teach you in this about the power of making decisions and sticking with them, that I'm not going back there. I'm not running to that. I can't, I can't, I can't ask God to protect me from the enemy that I'm running to. Where do you hide when it gets hard? You better set it up in advance that I'm running to the places where there's real protection, not the illusion of protection, because some of us hide in places that seem safe. He said, You are my hiding place. Elijah went and hid in a cave because. It seemed safe. It was far away from Jezebel, and she was threatening his very life. This is an Old Testament story that's worth reading if you hadn't read it, because the whisper of God came into the cave as Elijah ran from his calling. Are you running from the conflict, or are you running into the conflict? Because the place of conflict is the place of calling, but you have to be comfortable hiding in the midst of hardships to know that God is your refuge. Your strong tower in the battle, not from it. And Elijah ran south as far as he could go, went in a cave and spent the night. And the voice of the Lord went in the cave and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? Why are you hiding here? Why would you choose to hide in the place that would keep you confined when you're calling? Is out there. Did I not protect you on Mount Carmel? Did I not send down fire from heaven? You can hide in plain sight when you trust in the goodness of God. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, but I won't experience life in dead places, so I got to know where to hide. That was Pastor Stephen Furtick, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Stephen Furtick. Three Habits of a Healthy Heart. You can also find out more information about him at his website, stephenfertick.com, and he is the pastor of Elevation Church in Charlotte, so you can look them up as well. Lots of materials. He's a great pre- uh, pastor and teacher and just a man of God. So hope you had a great day. Hope you enjoyed the clip, and I will see you again tomorrow for another episode of Morning Moxie. God bless you.